This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, hello, everyone. It's Steve Wiss here, and I'm with the mighty RJ for a new start of a new show that we're doing throughout the summer here. Uh, it's called the World Football Show over on the Betting Weekly Extra Time um, podcast from the app Because We Win team. Uh, basically, myself and RJ are going to be providing uh, several weekly picks across the whole globe. Um, you know, I'll probably be focusing more on sort of the Scandinavia region. RJ, you know, I'm sure you'll be out in the J League in Japan and places like that. But, uh, but it's good to have you on board, my friend. Yeah, it's great to be here with you, Steve. Uh, as you know, and probably as many of my followers know, I love tackling uh, divisions all around the world. So this is this is uh, right up my alley. And um, as you said, could be in regions, um, you know, afar. But uh, as long as it's on Bet Rivers, we're gonna uh, we're gonna tackle it. So looking forward yeah. to uh, looking forward to the show with you, and uh, hopefully get some good success to start the start the summer off. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm looking forward to um, to hearing some of your sort of exotic location picks across the summer. I'm sure you'll <laughs> find somewhere incredibly random, which even I've never perhaps betted on. But uh, I think this week you've actually been a little bit more mainstream. Um, but yeah. I'll start thing I'll start things off because I've got three selections up in the Norwegian Elitserien for this weekend, and uh, the first pick I'm going into the Viking against Brand game. This is on a Saturday. Um, Saturday afternoon here in Europe. I think it's around about midday Eastern time kickoff. And this is a local derby on the west coast of Norway between two teams that are going well. Uh, Bran especially have been, uh, I think they've been Betor's dreams this year, RJ, really. I'm sure you've made a bit of money on them um, with their goal totals over the last sort of 18 months in general. And Mm -hmm. uh, the pick that I like for the game is over 3.25 goals at minus 106. I think it's going to be a complete shootout between two teams who are desperate to beat each other. Um, there's a, a lot of history of goals in this in this game. No one is going to basically settle for a draw. They want to get the three points on the board. And, um, you know, it's fourth against second in the table as well. So there's plenty at stake in, in this fixture. Um, there's loads of goal-scoring potential on both teams. Board Finner has been in fantastic form for Bran. Um, Nine goals um, this season, plus I think five or six assists. The sort of form that got him called up to the Norwegian national team recently, which is, for him, that was a fantastic achievement. And uh, if we go to Viking, their their actual games average 4.2 goals per match, which is a pretty outrageous figure after 10 games. Um, You know, we've got... uh, I mean, that's a huge total. Brand matches average 3.2 goals per game. Eight out of 11 fixtures have ended up two and a half goals. I mean, the 3.25 goal line, just as a reminder for anyone listening who doesn't know how that works, you will lose half of the stake if there's exactly three goals. So, you know, that's sort of like a worst case scenario where we need four goals or more for it to cash. 
Um, but I think it should comfortably come in. I don't know who's going to win the game. You could really make a case for either team to win, or maybe like a two-all or three-all draw. But I do like the goals here, RJ. And um, I could see this the sort of game that you might be getting involved in as well, my friend. Yeah, I'll be truthful with you. I actually, uh, I actually looked at this match. Um, I, I certainly considered it, and I know I talked to you prior to this, and I knew you'd be on this in some form or fashion. Um, yeah, I've been following Viking for for four or five years now, and they've always been targets for me for overs just because of their style of play. And you know, so far at home, seven goals against um, Molde. Is Molde? Is how you pronounce I don't it? think it was. I think they scored seven goals against Hamcam in one half. So seven they scored, but seven goals total. I, I oh, apologize yeah. against yeah, Molde. Yes, yes. And then uh, they scored three. So they, they've been putting the goals up. Um, you know, Braun on the road, uh, been kind of spotty to start the season, right? The first first five road matches, they uh, they've put up they put up goals. Um, Bodo, they they drew with them two two. So. Yeah, certainly expect a competitive match. And then the last four matches, they put up at least two goals um, by the home or on the road. So, yeah, this is a good one. I like this one, Steve. Hopefully a solid pick to start the show off with. Uh, we're going to move to Iceland now for one of your picks, RJ. Um, this is the best Adelaide league. And, uh, I mean, this is a, a country known for goals in general. You can get some really high-scoring games. Specifically looking at a match on uh, Friday, um, I think it's a 8pm kickoff time in Europe. So what's that Eastern, about 3pm? Yeah, it's about 3pm um, or 3.15pm yeah, Eastern time. Mm. FH against Fram, or they do have a longer name to FH called Hafnafjordjö. Um, if it comes across on your bookmaker like that. But yes. basically, it's the team that's playing against Fram. Um, <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the pick for the game that you've got here is over three goals, uh, RJ, at minus 135. So take us, talk, talk us through this one. Yeah, I appreciate that, Steve, and I appreciate the pronunciation pronunciation help because sometimes I I, I don't know. I be honest, I don't know how you pronounce the Icelandic ones. That's yeah, it. no, it's it's tough. But we're gonna go FH here. We're gonna go FH versus from. Um, again, you know, this is a league I've been following uh, for quite some time, especially in the summer. Um, FH sitting fourth place in uh, the best best of deal, Carla. So that's the. Icelandic top league or like premier division uh, from are sitting in ninth place. There's 12 teams in this league um, from have had a whopping uh, 48 goals in 11 matches combined. So they're just a side that, uh, you know, even when I followed them in the first division of Iceland, they were just a side that just could score a lot, but they didn't really defend very well. To, to be fair, in the first division, they were pretty stern defensively, but they'd put up three, four goals a game themselves. Um, and, you know, at home, FH, they've scored at least, well, they've, over the last four matches, they've scored at least two goals. Uh, in fact, they've scored 11 goals in their last four home matches. From, on the other hand, uh, besides the first match of the season on the road, have given up at least three goals. They've given up five against Breedabilic, who are the third-place team, typically the team that represents Iceland in the Champions League. Um, Flaker, who are the 10th-place team, they allowed three. KA, uh, which is the 
fifth place team, typically a side who's kind of very stringent in terms of goals and goals allowed. They put up four. And then the first place side, Vikinger Reykjavik, uh, who scored 28 goals in their first 12 matches and put up three. But Fromm have found the net in every road match uh, so far this season against the top teams, against the weakest teams. So I expect both sides to get on the board here. Um, you know, as I said, Fromm have conceded an average of three goals alone on the road. FH are just under two goals, four. Um, and, and as I said, Fromm have yet to fail to score on the road here. So I think over three goals, uh, I believe it was minus 130. Five. And a quick and question. Quick, yeah. a quick question here, RJ. Because I I mean I'm just looking at the stats here. It's unbelievable with this Fram team. The goal line may well close at 3.25 or 3.5. If you are listening around sort of close to kickoff and you're debating whether to get on those lines, you know, would you go that far as well? Yeah, so it's a good call out. So I um I would consider going a full unit. Um, so all my plays are one unit, right? It's kind of how I do just flat state betting. I would go one unit on over 3.25 at this current state. If the line, anything lower than minus 135, I'd probably, it's a little too hot, a little too low for me, a little too, uh, a little too juicy. I would go over 3.25 at one unit. Um, I would, I would, I do like over 3.5, but I'd probably drop it to say a half a unit. Um, just to, cause I'm a little cautious, but I do like, I do like both players. I think this sees four goals, and, um, and it's yeah. a good. It's one of the strongest matches I found this this weekend. Yeah, the Fram statistics are absolutely unbelievable. Uh, for those who like betting both teams to score and overs as well, um, maybe you could look into that sort of territory. But uh, FH is interesting. When I was sort of getting into the betting game about a decade ago or more, FH were the really dominant team in Iceland. Um, they've kind of. The league's been won by different teams in, in the last few seasons, but uh, FH do have a strong history, of course, in Iceland. Yeah, the champions in, in Iceland over the last few years have, have done a little rotation. And I mean, the talent in this league, you know, you got a lot of guys, like one of the leading scorers from FH is from Denmark. He's played in the top flight out there um, for Horsens and Vales, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, and then he's played for Horsens for... I mean, majority of his career. So he's bounced around from Iceland to Denmark uh, to Hungary for Ferenc Varos a little bit. And then the guy who continues to impress me, though, is um, Federico Sarieva from Fram. Um, he's been with Fram for the last six years. Every year he's the leading scorer of this team. Um, he's been so from the first division. He's the third uh, leading scorer or, or co-second leading scorer in the Iceland top division. He's from Brazil. And... Mm -hmm. um. He's netted four goals in their last three matches, so it's somebody to look for. Uh, wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily put an anytime goal score if that would even be available, but it's worth a it's worth a stab, a very small amount if it's if it's available because he's he's been very strong lately. Yeah, five assists as well for Saravia, the Brazilian there. Uh, I can imagine Brazilians making mincemeat out of the Icelandic uh, league, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, uh, my goodness me. Um, right, we'll go back to Norway now, and I've got another selection. This is on the Sunday, and this is Rosenborg against Sarpsborg. Now, this pick is not based on any stats at all, um, because there's a, a big change at Rosenborg in the last week or two. They've, they've just sacked their manager. The manager, Chesil Rekdal, has been given the boots. They've had a terrible start to the season. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners or viewers 
to this episode right now. And, and remember the glory days of Rosenborg, where they're winning the title every single season. Yeah. You know, it's, it's still probably the biggest team in Norway, to be honest. Um, but, but they're down in ninth place, which is obviously totally unacceptable for a team of their stature. So they sacked the manager, Chetel Rechtal. They brought in someone called Svein uh, Marlen, who uh, was the former manager of a team called Ranheim. And he has said two things, that he intends to bring back a change of formation back to 4-3-3, which is what Rosenborg are known for. And he said he wants to bring a lot more entertaining football to the fans. So basically, want to score a lot of goals. That's the target. They would rather win matches 4-3 than 1-0 or get two or draws than, you know, winning 1-0 almost. A bit like it's a mentality. They need to get the fans back on side, basically. Yep. So immediately I'm thinking goals for the game. Over over 2.75 goals here at minus 125. Because if this change of approach tactics happens, they're just going to be going for it. And Sarpsborg, I've got to be honest, they are a difficult team to predict. They You don't know which version of them is going to show up, but their manager does have a tendency for attacking football, high-press football. Mistakes are often made when they play. Uh, actually, both teams have scored in their last six games. So yeah. if you want to have a stats angle, then it does help with Sarpsborg there. I think all things are set for a shootout, an end-to-end sort of shootout, where um, I actually think Rosenborg will probably win the game, but you still can't trust them, even with a change of manager. So um, over 2.75 did stand out. I would even take over three on this goal line. Uh, just need three goals in the game to win something. And all things considered, I'm thinking, I think Rosenborg will become a good team to bet on for the rest of the season if uh, this fine Marlon uh, stays in charge because he's promised he's promised the entertainment RJ hey, if he's if he's promising entertainment then you got to you got to hope they deliver here i think uh rosenberg have always been a side that i've been you know strong on especially at home um but that's all good tidbit of it and, and listen that's why that's why it's it's good to listen and, and understand the in and in and outs of teams if if you can get that knowledge right norway and in top divisions in Europe, it's fairly easy. Um, so it's very important to to know what coaching changes. So it's a good call out, Steve. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure if he's if he's bringing the noise, they're going to bring the noise on. Uh, what was it Saturday? Yeah, so Sunday this yeah. game. Watch, watch it be Sunday. a nil nil now and uh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk anymore about it. But no, it's uh, <laughs> Salzburg. As you said, they started the season very, um, I guess maybe cautious, just for points. You know, a lot of draws. I think. Three out of their first five matches were, were draws. Um, but it looks like since then they've opened up at least three goals in their last five matches. So um looks like they've loosened up the reins a bit and maybe they think they'll have an easy uh easy target, new coach. They're like, all right, we got this on on Sunday. But uh, no, it should be it should be an interesting an interesting match for sure. Yeah, fingers crossed for a high scoring game there. Over two point seven five goals at minus one twenty five. For Rosenborg against Sarpsborg. Uh, we're moving down to South America now, uh, Uruguay to be Pacific, and you've got a pick here in the La Luz game against Danubio. I think you pronounce it La Luz, or would it be La Luz? I don't know. Um, but uh, both teams to score here, RJ, at minus 128, I think is the price. Yeah, yeah, it's it's teetering around 130 now. Um yeah, this is an interesting play, and, I, and honestly, I don't quite understand these these lines. To be truthful, um, I think there's some value in in La Luz team total. 
Uh, over one and a half goals is like one, one plus 163. Um, the Nubio is actually the favorite in this match, barely. I think they're they're currently plus 145. La Luz is plus 165 on the money line. Um, I'm basically, again, basing this play on statistics and, and what I know a little bit about the league. Um, we're two matches into this um, new season or new tournament in Uruguay, uh, but they've been playing pretty much all through April, all through May, so they really haven't had much of a break. They've had about a, I don't know, two-week layoff um, due to the international break. But that, that That's about it. Um, La Luz at home have scored at least two goals in their last five home matches. In fact, they've scored three, six, um, yeah, they've scored 12 or 13 goals in their last five home matches. They've get, they've conceded in every match. They've played Penarol, who's a top side in Uruguay, typically. Um, and and actually played Danubio recently in May, put up three, won three to one. And Danubio on the road haven't won, right? Since February, they've either drew or they've lost every match. They've scored in every match, but two out of their last nine away matches and you know as i said this is the side that that typically danubio is typically towards mid top of table um and, and certainly no no shortage of, of goals from them and then la Luz in their first two matches of this uh this new tournament or new season have seen nine goals right they they gave up four on the road against boston river and again the top the top side penarol who typically wins this league they beat them 3-2 on their home turf. So La Luz is a very strong home side as of late. Um, and both teams to score here looks looks like the play, in my opinion. Uh, as I said, I, I think if you're feeling, uh, I don't know, we'll call it frisky, I guess, and you want to try to challenge the books a little bit, I I may sprinkle a little bit um, on the La Luz team total. At over 1.5, plus one, it's around plus 160 because um, I truly have a hard time not seeing this side get get two. Um, in fact, over the last uh, five home matches, they've scored at least two, and the the roadside Danumio have have given up um, four out of their last five plus plus uh, one and a half goals. So, yeah, just looks like the play um, in South America for me this weekend. You know, it's interesting you say that the Nubia were the favourites, and I don't know an awful lot about Uruguayan football, but I do know that the Nubia are one of the biggest teams' reputation, and sometimes that might be a reason why uh, you know the odds are as they are. Because uh, I mean, I think Danubio and Penarol are the two biggest historical giants in in, in Uruguay, and I mean Danubio was the first club uh, that Edison Cavani played for in, yes. in Uruguay, actually. So, yeah, interest. Sometimes if you take on the big name, it can be quite profitable. So that La Luz team total would be an interesting side bet uh, over one and a half there. But both teams to score, that was your pick for the game. La Luz against Anubio at minus 128. Hopefully that can deliver. I'm going to round off the show with one final pick in Norway. And we're going to Molder against Haugesund here. Um, Molder, really short price favourites. I mean, one to five on to win the game. Uh, the pick I'm going with is a minus two Asian handicap at minus 125. And I mean, I don't like taking big handicaps. I was recently done by taking a huge one in, in the Euros on Slovakia 
against Liechtenstein. Uh, I was like minus 3.25 there, and they only won 1-0. Um, yeah. So I don't have a good record with big handicaps, but I can't really get away from it here because I think Mulder could put up a huge number on, on Hagerson because the simple fact is, I mean, Mulder have somehow lost five games this year, the defending champions, but they're still probably the second best team in, in, in Norway behind Buda Glimt who are playing sensational football right now but they're still a heck, heck heck of a team they've got a lot of attacking firepower look at their expected goals and expected goals against numbers rj they're right up there i think they're third best for xg and they actually have the best x xga they just and they've conceded random goals it can happen in football right weird yeah. shit, weird stuff can happen so um but mixed in amongst that they've had some really good wins as well um, 3 0 or 4 0. The last time they played at home, they beat Sanderfield 5 0. And Zahogerson, uh, yes, they've won the last two, but they're, I think they're a damn, I think they're a terrible team, to be honest. And I've watched some of their football, and it, they, I don't know how they've won the last two. Um, I mean, if you look at their metrics, it's very, very distorted. I think they've got the average uh, expected goals against per game is 1.85 per match. Which is a heck of a lot. I know. I mean, that's ten games now in, so it's no. You can't really hide behind an behind an excuse of a small data sample. Um, Mulder should win this by at least a two goal margin, fundamentally. Um, and if they win by exactly two goals, I'm not going to lose anything on this minus two Asian handicap. Hopefully, it can be an absolute battering. Hopefully, they completely smash them to pieces, um, and I could see it happening. They need to, to keep. They need to get back on the winning trail, because if they're not careful, they're going to end out of them outside of the top three this season. So um, yeah, I'd say I'm always a little bit more cautious on these handicaps, RJ. I don't know how you feel about them, but uh, Mulder minus two on the Asian line. I think that that will do me at minus uh, minus one twenty five. Yeah, yeah, I'm typically cautious on that, Steve. I, I I typically target goals. I don't I don't. Target the those uh, handicapping lines too often unless I see like a clear cut uh, clear cut edge you know a side who's just dominant uh, very stern on defense and then a team that's just complete shambles right but but those are the matches too that sometimes catch you off guard a side who hasn't scored in five or six matches all of a sudden they just show up right um, I think a lot to do something else I've noticed or monitored over the years is head to head I typically don't look at head to head. But there's some matches, um, and I can't remember the team. Uh, I think it's in Switzerland. It's like Zurich and another side. There's a side in Switzerland that typically is at the bottom of the table in the Swiss Premier League. But when they play one of the top sides, maybe St. Gallen or something of that nature, they just show up every time. And I remember I faded that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to avoid and, and pretend I didn't see that. But every time this one side played another side in the Swiss League, they would take them down they like three two four two win and i could never understand it but it's just some sides have other teams numbers right historically it just it is. is what it is yeah. but looking at this match you know Molde have won what one nil of the last well, i think they've won the last 12 matches against hargerson yeah. <laughs> so i mean you, i mean hargerson have got to feel pretty bad about that heading in and some of these wins are, there was a crazy 5-4 one year i think I can't remember exactly uh, what year it was. Yeah, 2021 in August. Yeah, Molde yeah. 5-4 at home. Uh, yeah. But yeah, at home. Yeah, I, I could see. Yeah, Molde's, you know, with the with the break and everything, Steve, getting back on track. They just, they they did lose their last time out. 
Um, so expect some extra motivation there. Yeah, I, I think I think they yeah. should handle this side. Mm-hmm. It's it's a side that's unique for sure. And I agree with you about head to heads in general. I don't actually look at them too too much. Um, yeah. I do for like maybe big derby games and historical rivalries. And of course, there's always instances like this one where it's so distorted. You probably do have to consider it as a factor because it will be in the minds of the players um, a little bit. So um, yeah, it's an interesting debate, isn't it? Uh, I know some out there swear swear blind by head to heads. Others are not so keen on it. Um, it's uh, we'll have to we'll have to have that on a proper debate. We'll have to get all the handicappers on the, that because we win. Yeah, um, we'll, have a good we sort of general betting debate one day, and maybe I can convince Nigel to to do that one. But um, that will do for the first show of the world uh, football uh, previews. Uh, heading, I say. We're going to be doing this throughout the whole summer, Next, certainly the next six weeks until mainstream Europe comes back. Where can we find you on the socials, RJ? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at RJG2386. That's, uh, that's my home base. That's my best spot. Very good. You can, you can follow me on Twitter at MeatmanSoccer. And, of course, do follow the uh, at Because We Win handle as well on Twitter. And on Instagram, there's some great content going on uh, especially with the tennis handicapper, Sean Calvert put some great stuff on there. Nigel Seeley with um, plenty of the brilliant uh, sort of videos as well. Um, but uh, apart from that, uh, last thing to say is do gamble responsibly. All prices are available on the Bet Rivers website at the time of recording. Uh, Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. But from myself, Steve Wiss, and RJ, that will do for this episode. It's been a pleasure, RJ. Yeah, always is great to be here and looking forward. And hopefully we uh, kick off the show with some winners. Yeah, let's start with a bang. See you all. Bye. Thank you.